I dropped out of high school. I was addicted to drugs. Wow. watching a lot of your activity and you're just killing it in Southern California. So want to kind of chat with you a little bit today about some of the stuff you're doing and get to know you a little bit better with my crowd as well, too, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm excited to be the, the first guest of your show. Well, you know how you know how the secret of a video is always in the editing. You may be the first guest. You may not. So I may have to edit that out, right? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Let's see if anyone else comes along that's better. No, but uh, in all seriousness, man, uh, like I said, I've been watching you, especially last year, you have been killing it. Um, so in, in in terms of, you know, 2020, I know it's crazy for everybody like that, but what would you, what would you say that year was for you? Was it um, treading water? Was it a huge success? Did you meet goals, exceed goals? What, what do you think of your perspective? Um, 2020 for me, uh, it was a year of learning about myself. Mm. I think uh, all the previous years, you know, I was on a, a an appreciating market. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, houses were selling quick, homes are going up. So, you know, it's kind of easy to have a good mindset to how to, you know, easy to stay motivated when everything's going good. And then I think I learned a little bit about myself when, you know, the pandemic first started. Um, so I think 2021 was more of a learning year for me. So it's kind of like a gut check for you then, right? Yeah, gut check, learning about myself, learning about the world. A big, The biggest learning year of my career, I think, so far. How, how do you think that has affected you in your vision of what you want to do moving forward or, or where you see yourself? You know, I mean, when things are good, you know, you always think, you know, if I'm doing so well this year in five years, I'm going to be this vision of myself. Has that changed, you know, through through some of the things that's happened? Yeah. So first of all, my completely, my business is completely different because mm-hmm. of last year. I'm almost a hundred percent a virtual flipper. Almost. I, I, I live in California. I flip in California, but I really don't go out to the properties. Um, I haven't met with a client in uh, longer. I don't even know when was the last time I was face-to-face to a client. Um, I haven't stepped in an escrow office. Wow. Uh, I don't even know when. Uh-huh. Uh, so a lot of different things have changed because of last year. For you, is that better? Uh, yeah, it is better, actually. It is better. Um, even when COVID's over, uh, I, I'm learning that I'm way more efficient with my time. Mm. So, yeah, some of the things that changed were really good, you know. Some yeah. of the changed, they, you know, they suck. But for me, everything so far that has changed has been positive, besides not being able to see, like, friends and family. Sure. Sure. And hopefully that that's, you know, we're bending the corner on that. So hopefully we'll see that soon. I'll come visit you. I know, I know you're dying for me to visit you. Um, but uh, I, I think it's one of those things we always talk about, you know, and our, and our mentor, Ryan, shout out to Ryan, by the way, I'm promoting his book. 
Um, you know, that Ryan always talks about is, you know, those that don't know how to adapt or refuse to adapt will die, right? Because things happen and things change. And I think one of those things is you always, the thing that you can always count on is the unexpected to always happen. So, you know, I, I think one of the things that you've done really well is you just adapt and kind of steam forward. Um, going back to what I was saying, or you were saying earlier about, you know, learning about yourself, your gut check. What are some of the things that really stood out to you as far as what you learned about yourself? And and just for everyone to know that's watching this, he's, you know, Brian is super, has, has achieved quite a bit. And I think you're still not 30 yet, right? Not yet. I'm yeah, fighting. you son of a gun. I'm fighting it. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a gun. So I'll try, I'll try not to let that hurt my feelings, man. But the fact that you're not even 30 yet and you're learning so much, not just in business, but in life in general, I think it's just a testament to you. But what are some of the things you think that really stood out for you during this whole gut check period? I would say number one, number one has to be fear. Number mm. one. Because uh, there's a lot of people who got scared of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And they close shop, you know, or they quit. Or they're like, you know what? I'm just going to wait for this to be over, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I posted on my Instagram on New Year's the things that I learned. And the first one was uh, fear kills. Yeah. And, you know, everyone gets scared. I get scared. I get anxiety. I get, like, uncertain. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think dealing with it is another thing. So that, that was my biggest lesson of 2020 is like, I'm going to get scared. Stuff is going to happen sometimes where it's completely out of my control, you know, and I could like shrivel up, shrink everything, or I could, you know, address it and figure out how to, you know, go around it. Like, mm -hmm. if I don't buy houses. If I don't list homes, if I don't do wholesales, what am I going to do? I have right. to do something. So. I just had to slowly, you know, say, hey, you know what? I got to take risk, you know, and go go out there and start getting after it. And then once I started, you know, coming out of the house, started, you know, looking at deals again, I was able to pick back uh, steam up pretty quickly. Do you know people within your circle or just people in general in the industry or just people in general, I guess, that are still in that fearful state where they're kind of waiting and waiting and waiting, waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah, there's a lot of people who are waiting for the economy to drop. They're waiting mm -hmm. for this, this wave of evictions and foreclosures to come. Um, but I personally, I can't, I can't wait. You know, I waited yeah. those two months for me. It wasn't even two months. It was like a month and a half was wow. like, felt like forever. I'm like, damn, like, I can't, I can't just not take action, you know? Waiting. Yeah. Waiting is not a strategy to success. Right. You never right. make yourself to success. So right. I was like, okay, I got to take action. I got to do something about this. That's good. I think I think you hit something strong there. And, and again, it doesn't have to be about real estate. That that's your industry and that's your forte. But that's I think a lesson in 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 life and in anything in general is like you know if you let fear you know petrify you and freeze you and you just wait wait wait. I don't think there's ever anything great that has been achieved that was done out of convenience, right? It's always the wrong time to do something. You know, yeah. you can always find a reason why something shouldn't work or it's not going to work, but you got to, you know, truck along and fall through. 
I think uh, for everyone should really like take accountability for themselves and their own actions and their own mindset. And that's what, you, that's what you're gonna have to do. So you're a hard ass then. And I think that's good though. No, I mean, that, I mean that in the best way. I mean that in the best way. So, so my, I guess my, my question is not even a question, you know, my thought to what you were saying is I think some people are hardwired that way to be very motivated and, and goal oriented and stuff like that. You're obviously, by the way you described it, just by what you've achieved, I've seen that. Ryan, for example, definitely, you know, our buddy and mentor Ryan definitely is a go-getter, self-starter. My, my motivation is more internal, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I want stuff for my kids and money, but I really don't care about money. That's not like something I'm like super beaning over. I'm, mm-hmm. I just like to like do stuff, you know, yeah. I like to build things. I like to be the one on top, you know, I guess com- competition is more what motivates me, but if you're going to have to find what motivates you right. to be able to be successful in anything and, and just kind of, just kind of, you know, stumble through it. You're going to, have well, to- I know in your office, you have Mamba mentality in the back uh, of your yeah. wall, right? In your office. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's the kind of mentality like that I have. I, uh. I want to be better than everyone that I see around me. Not like, oh, I want to do better than you. But if you're here, like, okay, I want to try to get here. I don't want you to do less, but I just want to try to do more. I love that. I love what you say about that because I think that 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 helps, you know, my, I'll be honest with you, you know, the purpose of my my channel is is I really want to help people. You know, I really want to be a voice for the common man, common woman, because, you know, for me and for you, there, there, are, there are things out there that are achievable if people just believe in themselves. And if they see some schmuck like me doing something and, you know, progressively day by day, week by week, month by month, get better and slowly towards, uh, get towards their goal, I hope that inspires them. And what you said about, you know, um, about wanting to, to achieve more than, than what you see someone else achieve by you doing more, not by hoping they do less, is yeah. huge because I think – the fallacy in success is people think it's a finite thing, meaning that if Brian succeeds, that means, oh, there's nothing left for me. So if they see Brian succeeds, then gosh, I guess I might as well not try. So I, I love that you hit that. You know, that, that's huge. And, and I think that's a mental shift that people have to realize is that if you want to succeed, be around the people that are highly motivated, highly successful, because they'll elevate your game. And there's plenty of success out there for people that are willing to work for it. I mean, do you believe in that? You know? Yeah. So two things. One, I, I learned from Grant Cardone. He was just, he said something in one of his books. He's like, there's not a shortage of money. Mm-hmm. People don't have money. But there's money everywhere. You know? Yeah. Because you don't have it. That doesn't mean there's a shortage of money out there. And two, when you, you said about, you know, looking at someone like you do it, you know, I dropped out of high school. Did you know that? No. No. I dropped out of high school. I had my first son when I was 19 years old. I was addicted to drugs. Wow. Yeah. Like, I used to smoke weed every day. I used to drink almost every day. I would, you know, go on. It goes on and on, right? Every Mm. day. So, I don't think, you know, I was born with some special thing, you know? I think... You know, I decided to make a change and I was motivated and then I just really took action. You know, wow. I work at Little Caesars. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to work at Sonic. 
I used to ride the little roller skates out there. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh, I would pay. I would pay my next flip profit to see a picture of you in a Sonic outfit with roller skates. Just so you know. Make that happen. For All sure. right, we'll talk. We'll talk off camera. We, I might have to give you my next flip for that, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. So Sonic, you did you did all this stuff. You did all all, all that work. I did cleaning bars, picking up trash. Yeah, but I'm not super educated or anything like that. So with health, business, mindset, it's not really an education game. It's like, can you execute on what you're trying to do? <sighs> That's huge, dude. You you hit it. Because I think, I think there's comfort in education, meaning that because it's never ending, and, and again, this may be because I'm biased, because I bet you didn't graduate high school. I barely graduated high school. I was a huge disappointment to my parents. I didn't go to college, any of that stuff. I, it just wasn't meant for me. So I do have a bias against, against getting a higher education just for the sake of getting a higher education. I think there should be a purpose behind going to college and all that stuff. You're a doctor, lawyer, what have you, great. But but if you're using it, which I honestly believe a lot of people do, to pass time, I think you're wasting your potential. You know, And, and what happens is I think there's a comfort in floating through education because you never have to execute. And you said that word, that's huge. That's the yeah. difference maker, right? Yeah. I mean. I think how many how many people go through courses and go through schools and do this and do that, but they never put it in the real world application. So yeah. what made you execute then? What 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 separated you? What finally got you to take the action? So I used to work two jobs. It was like three jobs, but then I got down to two. I used to work 10 p.m. So think about this. 10 okay. p.m. to 6 a.m., right? Yeah. At six in the morning, the sun is coming out. And then I would have to be back at work at like nine. So what are you going to do in three hours? Wow. Yeah. And travel, right? You got to right. go to work, right? So I would go home, take a shower. I would try to sleep, right, for an hour and then go back to work because, you know, it took me like 30, 45 minutes to get to work, right? And then I would work from 10 to 6 during the day or later and then get off at 6, right? Mm. Go home, try to sleep, and then do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do that for a couple of years. And I was just like, damn, like, this sucks. Like Everything else is easy compared to that, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I used to clean. Like, imagine cleaning, yeah, right from 10 to 6 a.m. in the morning. Damn, I'm, dude, I'm doing fun stuff. I'm cleaning, like, throwing away the trash, mm -hmm. picking up mats on the ground, blah 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 blah. So, long story short, this sucked. And then, um, I, I met some guy at a barbershop, he was like a, a realtor. I was like, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not educated at all, you know, I'm like. 22 23 years old and i'm just like oh like what do you do for work he's like oh i'm a realtor i was like how much do realtors make he's like fifty thousand. i was like whoa like yeah do you have to work 10 to 6 at night right like, oh well i'll do that how do i do that you know and then i uh went to school the teacher there um 
he was very motivating. And I grew up without a father, you mm-hmm. know, at all. No father, just single mom, you know, not, you know, not a lot of wisdom being passed down. Yeah. To me, you, know? you know, learning from my mom, but no one's like teaching me anything. So I met this guy, super motivating. And he was like, you know, my first year I made a hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, whoa, a hundred thousand dollars? Like, wow. And Michael said a million because it was the same for you in your mind, right? At that point. I never even thought about making a hundred thousand dollars. That was even in my possibility. I I didn't anyone that has ever made a hundred thousand dollars. My mom was a cocktail waitress, you know, like we lived in an apartment, you know, and then, and we rented a house, you know, we were at the time, you know, we were going through foreclosure on her house, a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, Whoa, this is a lot of money. Like a hundred. Right. And, um, I, I just went all in on getting my real estate license. And once I got my real estate license, I quit my job. You know, I, I got it. I waited for it to come in prospecting. I got my first like deal under contract and I like, I quit. I completely did not show up. I completely like just bounced. Yeah. So that's, I don't know why I started telling that story. But no, 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 it's cool. No, I love it. I, I, I love it. Like I said, beginning, man, I just want to have a conversation. There's no structures to this. I just want to get to know you. And already you hit some points that I didn't know about you. That's pretty freaking awesome, dude. So, so how did you go from agent to an investor to where you're at now? Because if you don't mind me asking, uh, how many flips did you complete last year in 2020? 2020, I think I was between like 20, I think like 24 flips. Okay. What are you, what are you shooting? What are you shooting for this year? Probably this year, I think my goal is like 40, but you know, I'm not, I, I don't get stuck on like the unit count anymore. It's profit. I just like profit. I don't really care. Yeah. Many, you know, before it's like, oh, I did a hundred deals. It's like, right. Oh. I agree. Yeah. So I, I was stuck on that when I was a realtor, like, oh, I want to do 30 deals and 50 yeah. deals. But yeah. But Le- um, less, less deals, more profit. Yeah. Less headaches. Yeah, less deal, more more profit, more organized, less headaches. That's awesome. So so how did you make that transition? Going back to that question. So you went from realtor, now you're an active investor, you fix and flip. So yeah. how that how that come about? So as a realtor, um started off in Las Vegas and I was like, Okay, I heard someone talk about NODs. So I was like, Okay, so I could list notice of default sales right and they're like short sales right i started going after those started getting those listings but a lot of them were just like beat up i would list these properties and then the same investors kept buying them on the mls and then i'm like okay well i was just like hey like how much do you make flipping houses and then they're like oh like you don't want to flip houses like you just keep doing what you're doing. You're crushing it. You're good. You're young. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like right there, I was like, okay, there's something here. Right, like, right. They're trying to deter you, even though they're the ones that's doing it, right? And, and it was more than one person. It was like every investor. Yeah. Because I, I had no idea. Like it sounds dumb, but when you don't know, you just don't know. You're oh, like, no, I get it, man. Yeah. 
it's a different animal. Just because it's real estate doesn't mean that you as an agent would know the ins and outs of it. It's a different animal. Yeah. So I was just like, man, you, no one will tell me. So then um, I finally was like, you know what? I'm not going to like sell these deals to these people unless they like really communicate with me. And then one of them, um, he was like, yeah, bro, I'm probably going to make like 60000 And I was like, dude, you're going to make $60,000 on this deal? Like, I just worked on this short sale for like six to eight months. Right. Getting 6% of 180000 That's like, and then after commission splits and all this crap, like, mm -hmm. you're going to make sixty, And I just busted my ass, you know, for right. six so right there, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to start flipping houses. Like, you know, I'm doing all the work. I'm finding the deals. Like, I want to flip the house. And that that's what got me into flipping houses. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I don't want to get too personal. I, I just know, and I'll tell whoever is watching, is, you know, through the course of seeing the activity that you've done, I know by any standard, you're already super successful especially you know profit wise monetary wise and before the age 30 that's awesome so you know i promise you i wasn't going to keep you too long we'll probably do this again because i your life story is pretty intriguing so awesome. let me ask you this with all the success that you've had so far now where do you see yourself now in say app you know 2021 and beyond like what, what do you want to see for yourself business wise and and personally wise you know by the time you hit 30 let's say yeah so Right now, my mindset for 2020 um, uh, is to really, like, clean up everything about my business. You know, it's already clean. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm running, you know, bad stuff. Right. I want everything 100% dialed in where I could even sell my business if I wanted to. Like, that's how wow. organized and everything I, I want my business to be. Um that's that's pretty much what I'm focused on in 2021. And then, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. You know, obviously I want to buy rentals and then retire young and all that stuff. But because of COVID and everything that's going on, I'm really just taking it one year, one year at a time. So 2021, I just want to really organize everything, get everything systematized, you know, keep branding myself and then, you know, brand my company. Yeah um that's it you know just keep just keep growing and we'll see you know things change that's what I know for sure for sure one moment you think you want to be a, a realtor for the rest of your life and then the next moment you're like no dude i want to be a flipper i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold myself to oh i want to be a flipper for forever you know, yeah you know, i'm i'm just gonna you know what's beautiful about that is is success kind of brings on different success, right? So you learn the principle of how to succeed in one realm. I think you take that principle to anything else and it kind of just, you know, snowballs from there. So before I let you go, because you're going to do this again, this is cool. Uh, before I let you go, any words of wisdom? Well, one, obviously, it's the obvious, like if I could do it, you could do it. But um, I would say to anyone out there, you you don't have to think that you're only as good as what you what you've been so far, right? Mm -hmm. You've always been kind of fat and sloppy. That doesn't mean you need to be fat and sloppy for the rest of your life, right? If you've mm -hmm. been in drugs and alcohol this whole time, that doesn't mean that's what it needs to be forever. But at some point, you're going to have to say, "Hey, look, this is who I am. I am addicted to this, this, and this." 
but I'm not that person anymore. For me, it, 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 it really helped when I moved. So in Vegas, I was like party, clubs, drinking, smoking, you know, you know, you know, that lifestyle. Sure. And I come out here with my wife and it's not the same. People don't see me as that. And I don't see people as that because they don't know me and I don't know them. So, you know, if you want to change, you're going to have to change your surroundings and you're going to have to change who you are. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, but, you know, I've been friends with this person for so long, you know, well, yeah. sometimes you got to let people go. Unfortunately. That's the hardest, bro. I said <laughs> that in one of my videos. I think it was my New Year's resolution video. And I said, you know, the comment I made was continue to love your friends, but they're not living the life that you want to live then they're not the circle that's going to get you there. So you need to cultivate new relationships. So yeah. on that note, bro, I'm glad I met you a year and a half ago. I hope once this whole COVID thing is, is past us, uh, you know, we'll grow this friendship. And more importantly, or as importantly, we'll be able to do some deals together. We've been talking about that forever. So let's make it happen, man. All right. Thanks okay. for having me, bro. Dude, I appreciate you more than you know. We'll talk soon after this, okay? Thank you. All right, brother. Take care.